Chinmaya University here, where we have the maternal birthplace of Adi Shankara. It was just a couple of weeks ago that I was asked to attend this event, and it wasn't very long ago I was uh, asked to speak on Ramana, and I'm humbled by all these requests. I don't represent Ramana or Ramanashram. Ram Mohan will address that more. I have been involved with Ramana's teachings for almost 50 years now, since about 1970, along with many other Advaitic teachings. And I've also done some work with some of his particular texts, notably the Upadesha Sara. So there's a few points I want to make, as well as a sharing of certain of his uh, teachings. Now, of course, as you all know, Ramana has become like the face of Advaita to the world. And yet it's quite odd in some respects up higher. So all over the world, people have, are aware of Ramana as Advaita, as India, as the great face of self-realization, the greatest enlightened guru of modern India. We want to explore this a bit, and several points I wish to make. First of all, there, of course, is no Advaita without Vedanta. I know some people are trying to create that now, but that is another uh, issue. So we also see, I'll discuss that a little bit more later. So we also see Ramana as the face of Vedanta. Advaita Vedanta, Advaita, you cannot separate the two involved. Then there is a certain tendency to see Ramana because he was kind of swayambu, you know, suddenly at the age of 16, in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, he has his realization and it stays with him endlessly. That is almost unparalleled in the history of the world. You can talk about Buddha, you can talk about Jesus Christ, you can talk about any guru. It's almost unheard of. Age of 16, age of the Siddha, if the body matures and the realization happens spontaneously. And that then almost becomes something even outside of the tradition because he uh, did not need, he does not have a formal guru or formal training. And the other factor that went along with this, Ramana taught mainly through silence. Silence and presence and being and awareness. And on top of that, he had many foreign disciples who interpreted uh, a glass of water, who interpreted his teachings their own way and often put them out in various other 
forms. So one of the points I wish to make is that Ramana's teachings is very classically Vedantic. It is rooted in all the Vedic texts and teachings. And uh, though he didn't produce many works, there are three major works that everybody studying Advaita Vedanta should study, which are the Upadesha Saram, the Saddarshana Vidya, and the Ramana Gita. Ramana Gita was done at an early period, and the questions are from great sadhaks, even Ganapati Muni, Brahmarshi, Daivarat, and not just from random people coming in at different periods of time. So there is a very structured teaching that goes along with this. And there are some other illusions about Ramana's teaching we should understand. Thank you. One of them is that uh, he, gave, he did not emphasize Adhikara. Or that he was uh, able to try to give Advaita directly to everyone. Ramana makes a point very clear that only if you have the Pakwa Chitta do you have the foundation for understanding Advaita. So it's Chitta Shuddhi. He also talked about chitta shuddhi, ahara, ahara shuddhi, all these things. So that was also there. He may not have explained it or emphasized that in such a detail, but he did accept all of this sadhana chatushtya and all these qualities. Even sometimes one person asked him, why is there all these emphasis on these qualities? Because if you had them, you would already be enlightened. And he said in response that it encourages humility in the part of the uh, aspirant. And even though he did not formally become a sannyasin, he didn't put on the orange. In some respects, uh, he didn't need to, <clears throat> but he did honor and represent that whole uh, tradition. He honored only the works of Adi Shankara. He also honored many other Advaitic works like Tripura Rahasya or Advaita Bodha, Deepika, uh, there are many of these local Tamil works and also Sanskrit works in South India that he honored. He even honored Gita, Agamas, Upanishads, all those things. So in other words, he's a continuation of the tradition. He's not someone outside of the tradition. And he's not an independent voice in the sense that he stands on his own and, re and uh, doesn't represent the tradition. I say this because throughout the world there's become this kind of instant enlightenment movement and they quote Ramana's teachings. And Ramana would tell you if anybody came in, he would say, yes, you are the self. But that, if that person said back, yes, I am the self, that would not be allowed. You have to have the realization to go along with that. Now, on that basis, I want to look into some of his teachings and their uh, relevance and the uh, no slides I'm going to I'm going to present I'm a, I'm a, I'm an older scholar that is a power pointless presenter <laughs> and I have to also say I, I seldom prepare papers because I use the extemporaneous uh, way of uh, speaking. Sometimes in India I have to write down a paper because they ask, well, what's your paper? So you give them something you wrote, but that's not actually what you said. Okay. Now, uh, as we said, you know, we talk about uh, Ramana, you know, Aparasachit uh, in the beginning. Uh, we connect Ramana to Guha and Hridaya. 
and the Hridaya Vidya of Vedas and Upanishads. In Upanishad, the key term used is Hridaya, the heart. Heart as the seat of Atma. And uh, Ramana, sometimes he says, oh, you can experience that on the right side of the chest as opposed to the physical heart or even Anahata Chakra. I feel that if it's the transcendent heart, you can't really localize it physically anyway, so that's not really uh, so much of an issue. But the Hridaya, as the foundation of Atma, from which Manas arises, from which the senses and motor organs arises, even from which the Prana and Vak arises, that emphasis on Hridaya. Hridaya is also the Guha, the secret cavity of the heart. It is also the Dahara Akasha, small space within the heart in which the entire universe is created and is also the origin of everything. Ramana's teaching, of course, is Atmavichara, or self-inquiry, and he does not put so much emphasis on the Shastra Vichara. Uh, in that respect, uh, he emphasizes more the personal uh, experience. But the centrality of the Hridaya, Hridaya is where the Aham arises. And essentially, ego is what we call the referred or relational self. I am this, uh, this is mine. He talks about Aham, Aham, Aham Swarupa, Aham Swabhava, not the Ahankara. Ahankara is the derivative, as the Swamiji was talking about last night, the Abhasa or the reflected consciousness. The I in itself that does not go out, that is not identified with anything, that is the true self, or as he also said last night, that is also the nirvikalpa, or that is the uh, Brahman. So that is where Ramana directs us through the process of self-inquiry. And... Uh, of course, tracing all the thoughts back to the I thoughts. All thoughts are rooted in the thought, uh, the thought of I or aham. And then out of that becomes the entity that wants all these things in the external world as involved in all these actions and so forth. So who am I as that pure essence of the I? Uh, it's not the physical self. It's not the psychological self. It is the pure self or deeper self-awareness. And as ordinary human beings, we do not have self-awareness. We have awareness of the mind, and we have externally-based awareness. Self-awareness we don't normally have. That is the big problem, and that is what is cultivated. But Hridaya is not just the source of aham, even in... Uh, Yoga Sutras, we talk about Hridaya as this place of Chitta, and also Hridaya as the source of Prana, and even Anahata goes back to Hridaya as the source of Pranava, or Vak, so it is the source of everything. In Vedas, they have often a very simple way of Vak, Prana, Manas, and these are also rooted in the uh, Hridaya, or the heart. So if we go to the Vedic teachings, Guha is also Kumar, which is also Agni, which is also in the later thought, Lord Skanda, 
Kartikeya Subramanya, and Ramana was identified, of course, with Skanda Agni Kartikeya, uh, Murugan, and in other levels, he was also identified with Dakshinamurti, because the silent youth who teaches the sages through the power of silence. And that is what we need to understand is that the Nirvikalpa Samadhi has no conceptual content. It has no idea. It is knowledge by identity, not knowledge through a mental process. And the purpose of the sadhana is to go back in that state. The self is pure identity. You are whatever, you are everything. You are what you see, but you are not limited to that particular object. So that hridaya vidya is kind of the essence of Ramana's teaching that he brought back and brought out. A lot of the later yogas uh, were get involved with kundalini, shishumna, all these different things. So I, this is my own verse of my own teaching I put together. I was, I was discussing this with uh, Swami Vedabharati a few years ago. He passed away in the interim. And the relationship of these, and this is a very simple point, I think Ramana would agree with me. All the chakras are rooted in the Sahasrar. The Sahasrar is rooted in the Pridya. And even going deeper, the Pridya is uh, rooted in the Shishumna. Shishumna is rooted in the Shunya, void, Akasha. And that Akasha is rooted in Atma. So everything is a manifestation like a tree of all those powers and forces coming out of those one place. So very simple meditations, meditating, merging the mind into the heart. This is the essence of meditation. Uh, also taking the I thought back to the heart. And the heart is the place of Shushupti, Samadhi. The consciousness dwells in the eyes, particularly right eye, waking state, throat, in the dream state, and the heart in the deep sleep state. But that heart is the transcendent aspect of awareness that is beyond the outer mind and senses. So that is the kind of the key background teaching. And what I want to do is share a little bit. But one point I would like to make quickly is even this, uh, as Ganapati Muni showed, this, uh, this uh, Hridaya Vidya is there in the Vedas also, Rig Veda, particularly the hymns of Parashara Shaktya, where we trace the Agni back into the heart. Now, the main text I work with is the uh, Upadesha Saram. And a very simple verse. Hritstalemana swastata kriya bhakti yoga bod ashtunishchitam. Hritstalemana, when the mind is in the place of the heart. Swastata kriya, when it's connected to its own uh, self place, self being. Bhakti, bhakti yoga. Yoga, meaning yoga in the broader sense, Raja Yoga, Hatha Yoga, Bodha, which is 
jnana yoga, nishchitam, they're all there. In other words, the heart is the essence of all these yoga teachings and all these yoga practices. They're all there to take us back to the heart. Do we have an issue on time? Okay, then I have to go very fast. So essentially, uh, then, atmavichara, vrittayastvaham, vrittimashritaha, vrittayomano, vidyaham manaha, ayamatham kuto, bhavatichinvata, aipatatyaham, nijavicharanam. In other words, the mind is the vrittis, and the vrittis are the I, and then we have to search out the source of the I as the Atmavichara. That is the essence of his teachings. But Ramana, as I said, is totally pure uh, Vedantic. I'm sorry I'm taking a little time, but the last events, you know, we're also taking extra time. So I hope our other speakers get our, our time as well. And he also teaches this Drigdrishya Viveka as very important. So when he teaches this, Vigrahendriya Pranaditama Nahameka Sat. In other words, you are not the vigraha, you are not the body, you are not the senses, you are not the prana, you are not the mind, you are the, the sat, pure being. So in other words, he's also accepting all those basic teachings of Vedanta. In fact, all the basic key teachings of Vedanta, Ramana teaches very simply and very directly. Isha jiva yor vesha Satswabhavato Vastukevalam Veshahanata Swatmadarshanam Ishadarshanam Swatmarupataha. In other words, again the same thing in Vedanta, Isha, Ishwara, and Jiva differ only by their vestures. If we go back to their essential being, uh, they are one. So all of that Vedanta is there. And finally, Atmasamstiti Swatmadarshanam Atmanirdwayad Atmanishtita Dwelling in the self, Swatmadarshanam, knowing your own self. Atmanirdwaya Advaita Atma Atmanishtata So in other words, he is actually giving the essence of Shankara Vedanta in very simple, practical forms and making that open to everyone. But he also honors the other yogas. He talks even mantra, bhakti, all these things have their place. And he's also more specifically embodies that in his character, his personality, uh, his life. So if we go to these key teachings, Upadesha Saram, Ramana Gita, Sadarshana Vidya, you will get the essence of Vedanta and you will also get the essence of Ramana's uh, teachings. And these should be studied with all of Vedanta. Uh, Swami Dayananda has gone into the uh, Upadesha Saram. Others have uh, picked these different teachings up. But it's very simple. Atma, Hridaya, the pure Aham. But to reach there, there has to be some Chitta Shuddhi, Deha Shuddhi, there has to be some understanding of the teaching. And Ramana conveyed a lot of that through his presence. But we also need to convey that through the teachings. And that is what Adi Shankara also uh, 
gives us, and I also combine my study work with Ramana with a lot of these Prakarana works of uh, Adi Shankara, like this Aparokshanabhuti and Atma Bodha and all these other texts, because this self-realization is the realization of the self beyond body and mind. It has nothing to do with the physical self, the psychological self. Physical body is your outer instrument, mind is your inner instrument. We need to transcend. So in the modern world, we have to have a science of consciousness. We have to relate consciousness to the reality beyond body and mind. And this is what Vedanta offers the world. And this is what even science and medicine is just beginning to uh, slowly approach and examine. And Ramana kind of embodies that. But I think the other teachers like Chinmayananda, Dayananda, Vivekananda, etc., have also given us these very excellent explications of the teachings for those of us who don't have a Ramana around to uh, examine. So I will close my presentation at uh, this particular point, but I do want to emphasize that uh, when people start using these things, these instant enlightenment approaches and quoting Ramana, it's very important that we know what Ramana actually said and what the teachings uh, are involved. There is an adhikara, uh, there's no instant enlightenment. There has to be a sadhana. And you cannot tell people to give up practices if they haven't gained the fruit of the uh, practices. So the Advaita Vedanta needs to be brought before the entire world in a very scientific, rational way, but also one that honors all the rest of yoga and all the other practices and brings them into the proper perspective. And one last word, I always like to say that all yoga teachers have to learn Vedanta. And if they don't learn Vedanta, they're practicing, I hate to say, yoga without a mind. <laughs> Namaste. What is Ramana's opinion about Saguna Brahma Upasana? About which? Saguna Brahma Upasana. Upasana. Does it aid Nirguna Brahma Upasana or yes. does it hinder yeah, yeah. or does neither? He mentions that right at the beginning of uh, I asked this question because you referred to his worship of Dakshinamurti and Murga. Yeah. He mentions it right at the beginning of the uh, Upadesha Sara. I mean, his basic point is these are all ways of developing dharana, dhyana. In order to uh, do any atmavichara, you have to have dharana shakti. If your power of attention is one second, then you, that you have one second dharana only. So those are all for developing that. And then from that, you can move on to other things. But you have to understand that even from the standpoint of yoga, mind needs to become a kagra. So a kagra, it needs to be at a certain point. That's why a particular form is used. But you're not meditating on the form. You're using that form as a point focus to develop the unity consciousness. And even beyond that, a kagra chitta relates, has to rest upon a kagra prana, it has to relate upon the uh, one-pointedness of the senses. All of these are tools of developing the awareness. And only, it's like building a house. You can't put on the roof if you haven't created the foundation. And so these practices are very important, and they're also very important tools of uh, have other healing and psychological ability. Ramana never rejected any of these support practices, but he gave them their place and also said they must be integrated and part of a greater Atmavichara. I request the scholars if you uh, to clarify your doubts, if you have. 
Sir, uh, my question is regarding uh, person Ramana Maharshi. Uh, how do you uh, regard Ramana Maharshi? Was he a avatar or was he a um, sadhaka at his last birth? Um, I don't think those are questions I have the adhikara to answer. But when they asked Ramana if he was an avatar, he said, for me, everybody is avatar. And even from the standpoint of, you know, aham brahmasmi, some of these distinctions don't really uh, matter at that point. Uh, but obviously he was a great guru, siddha, whatever you want to say. And his teaching should be uh, honored. And we can't put everybody into a definition box. <laughs> To supplement the answer Dr. Frali gave, the question of avatara and non-avatara, Bhagavan himself says in the last verse of the first Navamani Malay, he says he has been directed by Lord to take form in this world so that he will teach Atma Satshatkaram to people. So that's what he has conveyed. Though he did, did not directly say he is an avatar, but he has carried the divine message with him. As in the case of Trinjana Samandar, another Tamil saint, he says he has been born to, uh, to spread the message of uh, Shaiva, Shaivism among people, Jnanam. Likewise, Bhagavan also has implicitly expressed that he has been directed by the Lord to, to spread the message of Jnana in the world. Though it is difficult to say whether it's avatar or not. But, uh, he, but he says, if you ask him whether he's an avatar, he says, not only I, you are also avatar. Everybody who is uh, realized is an avatar. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much, sir. Now I request Sri Ravishankar Bhattakeyasji to present your paper. Vagartha Vivasamprakta, Vagartha Pratipatai, Jagatav Pitaravande, Parvati Parameshuru, Sharada, Sharadam, Poja Vadana Vadanam Bujay, Sarvada, Sarvadas Makam, Sanitim, Sanitim Kriyat, Ajnanan Targahana Patitan, Atma Vidyo Padeshaihi, Tratum Lokan, Bhavadavashika, Tapa Papa Chamanan, Muktua Maunam, Vatavita Pito, Mulato Nishpatanti, Shampur Murtish Charati Bhuvani, Shankara Charyarupa. Upamanche, Virajamanan, Sarvan, Vidvatalajan, Vavandya, Vedanta Vidya Vibhushanaha, Sachidan and Dendra Saraswati Swaminaha, Ityakyam, Upavishayam Adhikritya, Yathamatikinchit, Prastautumihi Aparimita, Anirupita, Shakti Sandoha Sambalita, Maya Sambhuta, Samsara Sagarismin, Ragadvesha Shitoshna Sukhadukadi, Aneka Taranga Ghata Ghatita of Purushaha, Samsar Sindhutir Shavaha, Tarana Sadhanam Gaveshamana Hadrishente Tan Mumukshun Samudishya, Brahmavida Ap no Teparam, Mameva ye prapadjante, Maya me tam tarantite, Itia the Shrutis Mratayaha, Advaitam Brahmajanam. Maya Nivrtu, Brahmapraptaucha. Ekameva sadhanam ityupadishanti. 
ನಿತ್ಯಸುಖಂ ಮೋಕ್ಷ ಇತಿ ಶಾಸ್ತ್ರ ನಿರ್ಣಯ ಅನಿತ್ಯಸುಖಂ ಲೌಕಿಕಂ ವಿಷಯೇಂದ್ರಿಯ ಸಂಯೋಗಜನ್ಯಂ ಇತಿ ಪ್ರಸಿದ್ಧಂ ಏವಂ ದುಃಖನಿವೃತ್ತಿರಿ ನಿತ್ಯಾನಿತ್ಯಭೇದೇನ ದ್ವಿವಿಧ ಆತ್ಯಂತಿಕಿ ದುಃಖನಿವೃತ್ತಿ ಶ್ರೇಯ ತಾತ್ಕಾಲಿಕಿ ದುಃಖನಿವೃತ್ತಿಸ್ತು ಪ್ರೇಯ ಇತಿ ಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾನತ್ರಯಸ್ಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಶಂಕರಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಕೃತ ಭಾಷ್ಯಗ್ರಂಥಾ ತೇಷಾಂಚ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಿ ಅನ್ಯಶ್ಚ ಪ್ರಣೀತಾ ಪ್ರಕರಣಗ್ರಂಥಾಶ್ಚೇತೇ ವೇದಾಂತಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಪದಾಭಿಧೇಯ ಬಾದರಾಯಣಕೃತ ಶಾರೀರಕಸೂತ್ರಾಂ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಕೃತ ಭಾಷ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಕರ್ತೃಷು ಭಾಮತೀಕಾರಾ ವಾಚಸ್ಪತಿಮಿಶ್ರಾ ಪಂಚಪಾಧಿಕಾರಾ ಪದ್ಮಪಾದಾಚಾರ್ಯ ವಿವರಣಕಾರಾ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಾತ್ಮಯತಯಿದ್ಧ ವಿದ್ಯಂತೆ ತಥೈವ ವಾಚಸ್ಪತಿಮಿಶ್ರಕೃತ ಭಾಷ್ಯವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾ ಭಾಮತೀಮತಾನುಸಾರಿಣ ಪರಿಮಲಪರ್ಯಂತ ಗ್ರಂಥಾ ಅಮತಿಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾನೆ ಅಂತರ್ಗತತ್ವೇನ ಗಣ್ಯಂತೆ ಭಾಷ್ಯಟೀಕಾಸ್ವಿ ಪರಸ್ಪರಂ ವೈಲಕ್ಷಣ್ಯಂ ದೃಶ್ಯತೆ ಉತ್ತರೋತ್ತರಕಾಲೆ ಸಮಾಗತಾ ಆಚಾರ್ಯ ಭಾಷ್ಯಂ ಪರಾಮೃಶ್ಯ ಸ್ವಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತಾನ್ ಪ್ರತಿಪಾದಯಾಸು ಸರ್ವಾಮಿ ಆಚಾರ್ಯಾಂ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಕೃತ ಭಾಷ್ಯಮೇವ ಮೂಲಂ ವರ್ತದೆ ತದುಕ್ತ ಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತಲೇಷಸಂಗ್ರಹೆ ಅಧಿಗತಿಧ ಪೂರ್ವಾಚಾರ್ಯಾನುಪೇತ್ಯ ಸಹಸ್ರಧ ಸರಿದಿವ ಮಹೀಭೇದಾನ್ ಸಂಪ್ರಾಪ್ಯ ಶೌರಿಪದೋದ್ಗತ ಜಯತಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದ ಶ್ರೀಮನ್ ಮುಖಾಂಬುಜ ನಿರ್ಗತ ಜನನಹರಣಿ ಸೂಕ್ತಿರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮದ್ವೈಕಪರಾಯಣ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದೇಂದ್ರ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನ ಜೀವನ ಆಧುನಿಕ ಕಾಲೆ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕಾರಮತ ಪರಿಶೀಲಿತವತ್ಸು ಆಚಾರ್ಯು ಅನ್ಯತಮಾ ವಿದ್ಯಂತೆ ಶ್ರೀ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದೇಂದ್ರ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನ ಅಶೀತ್ಯುತ್ತರ ಅಷ್ಟಾದಶತಮೇ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತಾಬ್ದೇ ಏಟೀನ್ ಏಟಿ ಜನವರಿ ಮಾಸಸ್ಯ ಪಂಚಮದಿನಾಂಕೆಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಜನ್ಮ ಸಮಭವತ್ ಪೂರ್ವನಾಮ ಶ್ರೀ ಯಲ್ಲಂಬಳಸಿ ಸುಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣ್ಯಶರ್ಮ ಶಿಕ್ಷಕರೂಪೇಣ ಎತೈ ಆಜೀವಿಕಾ ಆರಬ್ಧ ತತಃ ತತ್ಕಾಲೀನ ಶೃಂಗೇರೀ ಜಗದ್ಗುರುಣಾಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಶ್ರೀ ಚಂದ್ರಶೇಖರ ಭಾರತೀ ಮಹಾಸ್ವಾಮಿ ವಿದ್ಯಾಗುರುಣಾಂ ಹಾನಗಲ್ ವಿರೂಪಾಕ್ಷಸ್ತ್ರಿ ಕೆ ಎ ಕೃಷ್ಣಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಅಯ್ಯರ್ವರ್ಯಾಂಚ ಸವಿಧೆ ವೇದಾಂತ ಅಧ್ಯಯನ ಅಕುರ್ವನ್ ವಿಂಶತ್ಯುತ್ತರ ನವದಶತಮೇ ವರ್ಷೆ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಟ್ವೆಂಟಿ ಕರ್ನಾಟಕರಾಜ್ಯ ಹಾಸನಮಂಡಲಸ್ಯ ಹೊಳೆ ನರಸೀಪುರ ಪ್ರದೇಶ ಅಸ್ತಿ ತಸ್ಮಿನ್ ಪ್ರದೇಶೆ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮಪ್ರಕಾಶ ಕಾರ್ಯಾಲಯ ಇತ್ಯ ಸ್ಥಾಪನ ಅಕಾರ್ಷು ಅಷ್ಟಚತ್ವಾಶತಮೇ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತಾಬ್ದೆ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಏಟ್ ಜನ್ಮ ಏಟೀನ್ ಏಟಿ ಕಿಂತ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಏಟ್ ಮಧ್ಯೆ ಸನ್ಯಾಸ ಸ್ವೀಕೃತ್ಯ ಆಜೀವನ ವೇದಾಂತಾರ್ಥ ವಿಚಾರ ಅಕುರ್ವನ್ ಪಂಚಸಪ್ತಧಿಕದಶ ನೈನ್ಟೀನ್ ಸೆವೆಂಟಿ ಫೈವ್ ತಮೇ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತಾಬ್ದೆ ಯದಾತೆ ನೈಂಟಿ ಫೈವ್ ಇಯರ್ಸ್ ಆಸನ್ ಆಗಸ್ಟ್ ಮಾಸಸ್ಯ ಪಂಚಮ ದಿನಾಂಕೆ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸ್ಥೂಲ ಶರೀರಂ ಲೀನಮಭವತ್ ವೇದಾಂತವಿಷಯಕಾ ಗ್ರಂಥಾ ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತ ಆಂಗ್ಲ ಕನ್ನಡ ಭಾಷಾಸು ಸಮುಪಲಭ್ಯಂತೆ ಪರಿಚಯ ಅಲಂ ಭಾವಿ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಲಿಖಿತ ಗ್ರಂಥಾ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಶ್ರೀಶಂಕರಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಕೃತ ಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾನತ್ರಯ ಭಾಷ್ಯಗ್ರಂಥಾ ಕನ್ನಡ ಭಾಷಾಂ ಅನುವಾದ ಇಮೆ ಸುಗಮ ಸೂತ್ರಾರ್ಥವಿವೇಚನೆ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಾರ್ಥವಿವೇಚನೆ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾಹಸ್ಯ ವಿವೃತಿ ಗೀತಾಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಾರ್ಥವಿವೇಕ ಪಂಚಪಾಧಿಕಾಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾನ ಮೂಲಾವಿದ್ಯಾಸ ಭಾಮತಿ ಸಮಾಲೋಚನ ಭಕ್ತಿಚಂದ್ರಿಕ ಇತ್ಯಾದೀನ್ ತ್ರಿಂಶತಂ ಥರ್ಟಿ ಗ್ರಂಥಾನ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕೃತಭಾಷಾಂ ರಚಯಾಸು ತಥೈವ ಕನ್ನಡಭಾಷಾಂ ಆತ್ಮಬೋಧ ವೇದಾಂತಬಾಲಬೋಧ ಸರ್ವೇಷ್ಟಸಿದ್ಧಿ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮಶಾಸ್ತ್ರಪರಿಭಾಷಾ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮವಿದ್ಯಾ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ಭಗವದ್ಗೀತಾರ್ಥಸರ್ವಸ್ವ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷ್ಯಸಾರ ಅವಸ್ಥಾತ್ರೇ ಚಂದ್ರಿಕ ಪರಮಾರ್ಥಚಿಂತಾಮಣಿ ಇತ್ಯಾದಯ ಪ್ರಮುಖ ಪ್
ಚತ್ವಾರಿಂಶದುತ್ತರ ಏಕಶತಾಧಿಕ ಒನ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಮೋರ್ ದನ್ ಒನ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಕನ್ನಡ ಭಾಷಾಂ ಗ್ರಂಥಾ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಭಿ ವಿರಚಿತಸ್ಸಿ ಆಂಗ್ಲಭಾಷಾಂ ಹೌ ಟು ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸ್ ದಿ ಮೆಥಡ್ ಆಫ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ದಿ ವಿಷನ್ ಆಫ್ ಆತ್ಮನ್ ಉಪನಿಷದಿಕ್ ಅಪ್ರೋಚ್ ಟು ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಎಸೆಸ್ ಆನ್ ವೇದಾಂತ ದಿ ಸೈನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಶುದ್ಧಶಾಂಕರ ಪ್ರಕ್ರಿಯಾ ಭಾಸ್ಕರ ವೇದಾಂತ ಆರ್ ದಿ ಸೈನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ರಿಯಾಲಿಟಿ ಇತ್ಯಾದಿನ್ ಸಪ್ತದಶ ಸೆವೆಂಟೀನ್ ಗ್ರಂಥಾನ್ ಇಮೆ ವ್ಯರಚಯನ್ ಶ್ರೀಮತಾಂ ಸಚ್ಚಿದಾನಂದೇನರ ಸರಸ್ವತಿ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಾಂ ಗ್ರಂಥೇಶು ವಿಶಿಷ್ಟಾ ವೇದಾಂತ ವಿಷಯಾ ಪ್ರತಿಪಾದ್ಯಂತೆ ಈಶಾವಾಸ್ಯಾದಿ ಉಪನಿಷದಾಂ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಭಿ ಸ್ವಯಂ ಕೃತಂ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನು ಸರಳಾ ಭಾಷಾ ಸಮಾಶ್ರಿತ ತಥಾ ದುರ್ಗಮಾಂ ಭಾಷ್ಯಾಂ ಅನುವಾದ ಕನ್ನಡ ಭಾಷಾಂ ಆಂಗ್ಲಭಾಷಾಂ ಚೃತ ಗ್ರಂಥೇಶು ಸ್ವಾಮಿಭಿ ಭಾಷ್ಯವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾತೃಣ ಭಾಮತೀಕಾರ ಪಂಚಪಾಕಾರಾಂ ಮತ ಕ್ವಚಿತ್ ಖಂಡಿತಮಸ್ತಿ ಕೇಚನ ಅದ್ವೈತ ವೇದಾಂತ ಸಾಂಪ್ರದಾಯಿಕ ಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತಾ ಅಪಿ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಭಿ ನಿರಾಕೃತ ಯೂಲಾವಿದ್ಯಾಸ ಸತ್ತೈವಿದ್ಯಖಂಡ ವಯಂ ವ್ಯಾವಹಾರಿಕ ಸತ್ತ ಪ್ರಾತಿಭಾಸಿಕ ಸತ್ತ ಪಾರಮಾರ್ಥಿಕ ಸತ್ತ ಇದೆ ಸತ್ತೈವಿದ್ಯಮಸ್ತಿ ತಸ್ಯ ಖಂಡನ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಾವಸ್ಥಾಂ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾ ವೃತ್ತೆ ಖಂಡನ ಮಾಯಾ ಜಗತ್ಕಾರಣತ್ವಖಂಡನ ಇತ್ಯಾದಯ ಯೂಲಾವಿದ್ಯಾಸವಿಷಯೇ ಉಕ್ತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಭಿ ಸ್ವಕೀಯ ಸುಗಮಾ ಇತ್ಯಾಖ್ಯೆ ಗ್ರಂಥೆ ದ್ವಿಚತ್ವಾಂಶತ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಟು ಪೇಜ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾಶಬ್ದಪ್ರವೃತ್ತಿ ತೀಯಮತೋಪನ್ಯಾಸ ಕಸ್ಮತ್ ಪುನಃ ಎತಂ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸಂ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾ ಮನ್ಯಂತೆ ಪಂಡಿತಾ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾ ಕಾರ್ಯತ್ವಾತ್ತಿ ಕೇಚಿತ್ ಕಾ ಪುನಃ ಅಸೌ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾಶ್ರಯ ವಿಷಯ ಜಡಾತ್ಮಿಕ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾಶಕ್ತಿ ಸಾ ಹಿ ಜಡವಸ್ತುಪೇಣ ಉಪವರ್ಣಿತ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸೂಪೇಣ ಪರಿಣಮತೆ ಅತ ಎಿ ಸಾ ಕಾರಣವಿದ್ಯಾಲಾವಿದ್ಯಾತ್ಯಾದಿ ನಾಮಿ ಉಪಚರ್ಯತೆ ಅಥ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕಾರೇಣ ಕಿಮಿತಿ ತ್ಯಕ್ತ್ಯಾಕ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸ ವರ್ಣಿತ ಮೂಲವಿದ್ಯಾಸುಷುಪ್ತಾದೌ ಅನರ್ಥಕಾರಿತ್ವಾತ್ದರ್ಶನಾತ್ ಕಾರ್ಯಾವಿದ್ಯಾಣ ಪರಿಣತೈ ಸಾ ಅನರ್ಥಕಾರಿಣಿ ಜ್ಞಾಪನಾಥಿ ಬ್ರೋಮಃ ವಕ್ಷತಿ ಅನರ್ಥಹೇತೋ ಪ್ರಹಾಣಿ ಅಥ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾಕಾರಿತ್ವಾತ್ವಿ ಎಂ ವಿವರಣಿ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಕಾರಣ ಮತ ಅನಂಗೀಕೃತ್ಯ ತೈ ಭಣಿತ ಯಥಮತ ನಿರಾಕರಣ ತದ್ ಅಸತ್ ಕಾರಣವಿದ್ಯಾಪ್ರಕೃತ್ವಾ ತರಿಣಾಮಸ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾತ್ವಾತ್ತುಚ್ಯತೆ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸೂಪ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾಥಕಾರಿತ್ವ ತದಂಗೀಕ್ರಿಯತೆ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕಾರೇಣ ತಕ್ಷಮಾಣತ್ವಾ ವಸ್ತುತ ಅಷ್ಯಕಾರಣ ಮತ ಅವಶ್ಯವಲಂಬಯಂತೆ ವಯಂ ಜಾನೀಮ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಯದ್ ಕಂ ಪ್ರತಿಪಾದಿತಿ ತತ್ಸರ್ವ ಸತ್ಯಂ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಭಿ ಉಚ್ಯತೆ ಕಿಂತು ಅಗ್ರೆ ಆಗತಃ ಯೇ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಕಾರಸ್ಸಿ ತಾಷ್ಯಕಾರಣ ಮತಾನುಸಾರಂ ನಾಸ್ತಿ ಕ್ವಚಿತ್ ಸರ್ವೇಶು ಸ್ಥಾನು ನಾಸ್ತಿ ಕೇಷುಚಿತ್ ಸ್ಥಾನು ವಿಪ್ರತಿಪತ್ತಿ ಆಸೀತ್ಯತೆ ಅಂತ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕಾರೇಣ ತಕ್ಷಮಾಣತ್ವಾಣವಿದ್ಯಾಸುಷುಪ್ತೌ ಸತ್ಯ ನ ಅನರ್ಥಕಾರಿಣೀ ಭಾಷ್ಯಕಾರೇಣ ನಾತ್ರವರ್ಣಿತ ತನ್ನಕ್ಷಮ್ಯತೆಶ್ಯಾಣವಿದ್ಯಾಷ್ಯ ಸ್ವೀಕಾರಾಭಾವತ್ ನನು ಪ್ರಾಜ್ಞಕಾರಣಬ್ಧಸ್ತೂತಿ ಮಾಂಡೂಕ್ಯಕಾರಿಕಾಂ ಶ್ರೀಗೌಡಪಾದೈ ಕಾರಣವಿದ್ಯಾಷ್ಟ ತತ್ಭಾಷ್ಯ ತತ್ವಗ್ರಹಣಾನ್ಯಥಾಗ್ರಹಣಾಭ್ಯಾಂ ಬೀಜಫಲಭಾವಾಭ್ಯಾಂ ತೌ ಯಥೋಕ್
ವಿಶ್ವತೈಜಸೌ ಬದ್ಧೌ ಸಂಗ್ರ ಸಂಗ್ರಹೀತೌ ಇಷ್ಯೇತೆ ಪ್ರಾಜ್ಞಸ್ತು ಬೀಜಭಾವೇನೈವ ಬದ್ಧ ಇದೆ ತತ್ ಕಥಂ ಉಚ್ಯತೆ ಕಾರಣವಿದ್ಯಾಯಾ ಕುತ್ರಿ ಭಾಷೆ ಸ್ವೀಕಾರ ಭಾವ ಇದೆ ನೈಷದೋಷ ಅಗ್ರಹಣ ಭಾಷ್ಯೋಕ್ತ ತ್ವದ್ಯೂಹಿತ ಅಧ್ಯಾಸ ಉಪಾದಾನಾರ್ಥಕತ್ವ ಮಾನಾಭಾತ್ ಅನಂತರ ಸ್ವೀಯ ಪಂಚಪಾಧಿಕ್ರಸ್ಥಾನಗ್ರಂಥೆ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಾವಸ್ಥಾಂ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾ ವೃತ್ತೆ ಖಂಡನ ವಿಷಯ ಅಧಿಕೃತ್ಯಚತ್ವಾಂಶತ್ ಫಾರ್ಟಿ ಒನ್ ಪೇಜ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಪೃಷ್ಠೆ ಇತ್ತಂ ವಿಚಾರ ಟೀಕಾಂ ಅವಿದ್ಯಾ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸ್ವರೂಪಾಚ್ಛಾ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷಿತಿ ನಿಸರ್ಗತ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಸುಷುಪ್ತೆ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಾಚ್ಛಾದನವಿಕ್ಷೇಪ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರಸ್ಥಿತಿ ಚೋಚ್ಯತೆ ವಿವರಣೆ ತು ಅಗ್ರಹಣ ಮಿಥ್ಯಾಜ್ಞಾನ ತತ್ ಸಂಸ್ಕಾರ ವ್ಯತಿರಿಕ್ತೈವ ಸಾಹ್ಮಸ್ವರೂಪ ಅನವಭಾಸ ವ್ಯವಹಾರ ಅನ್ಯಥಾ ಅನುಪತ್ಯ ಕಲ್ಪನೀಯ ಚೋಚ್ಯತ ಭಾಷ್ಯ ಪುನಃ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಸ್ವರೂಪ ಪ್ರಕಾಶಾಚ್ಛಾದಿಕಾಯಾವಿದ್ಯಾಶ್ರೂಯತೆ ಸುಷುಪ್ತೌ ಜೀವಸ್ಯ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣಿ ಸಂಪತ್ತಿರೇವ ಶುತ್ಯಭಿಮತ ಸಂಪತ್ತಿಮಿತ್ತೆವತ್ರ ಆತ್ಮನಃ ವಿಶೇಷಜ್ಞಾನಾಭಾವಸಕೃತ್ ಉಚ್ಯತೆ ಎತದರ್ಥಕವಾಕ್ಯಾ ಸಮಾಹೃತ್ಯ ಉದಾಹರಿಷ್ಯಾಮೋ ಭಾಷ್ಯತ್ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನ ಪ್ರಸ್ಥಾನೋ ಪರಸ್ಪರ ವೈಲಕ್ಷಣ್ಯಸ್ಫೋರಣಾಯ ಮನಃಪ್ರಚಾರೋಪಾಧಿವಿಶೇಷಸಂಬಂಧಾತ್ ಇಂದ್ರಿಯಾರ್ಥನ್ ಗೃಹನ್ ತದ್ವಿಶೇಷಾಪನ್ನೋ ಜೀವೋ ಜಾಗರ್ತಿ ತದ್ವಾಸನಾಶಿಷ್ಟ ಸ್ವಪ್ನಾನ್ ಪಶ್ಯನ್ ಮನಃಶಬ್ದವಾಚ್ಯೋತಿ ಸಹ ಉಪಾಧಿ ಉಪಾಧಿದ್ವಯೋಪರಮೇ ಸುಷುಪ್ತಾವಸ್ಥಾಂ ಉಪಾಧಿಕೃತವಿಶೇಷಾಭಾವತ್ ಸ್ವಾತ್ಮನಿ ಪ್ರಲೀನ ಇವ ಸ್ವಂಹ್ಯಪೀತೋತಿಚ್ಯತೆ ಅಥ ಯಸ್ಪಿನ್ನಪ್ಯಯ ಸರ್ವೇಷಾಂ ಚೇತನಾ ತಚ್ಚೇತನ ಸಚ್ಛಬ್ದವಾಚ್ಯಂ ಜಗತ ಕಾರಣ ನ ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಕೇಶುಚಿತ್ ವಿಷಯು ವಿಪ್ರತಿಪತ್ತಿ ದರ್ಶಯಂತ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನ ಅನ್ಯಷು ವಿಷಯು ತು ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಕಾರನ್ ಅನುಸರಂತ ಅಥ ಅಧ್ಯೇತೃಣ ಮನಸಿ ಭಗವತ್ಪಾದಿಮತ ವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನಕಾರೈ ಭಾಷ್ಯ ಅನ್ಯಥ ವರ್ಣನ ಅಥವಾ ಸ್ವಾಮಿನಃ ಭಾಷ್ಯವ್ಯಾಖ್ಯಾನ ಅರ್ಥಗ್ರಹಣೆ ಭ್ರಾಂತಾ ಬಹುಷು ವಿಷಯು ಸಂಶಯ ಉತ್ಪದ್ಯತೆವ ಸ್ವಾಮಿಷು ಕೇಚನ ಸಂದಿಗ್ಧಾ ಅನೇ ಕೇಚನ ಸಂಕ್ಷಿಪ್ತಾ ಅನೇಚಾಯಸಮ್ಮತಾಷಯ ವರ್ತಂತೆ ಚೇದಿ ವೇದಾಂತತ್ವಬೋಧನೆ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಪ್ರಗಲ್ಭಪಾಂಡಿತ್ಯಂತ್ರಂಥು ಅವಶ್ಯಂ ದರೀದೃಶ್ಯತೆ ಪ್ರಸಿದ್ಧೈ ಜಟಿಲ ವೇದಾಂತ್ರಂಥೈ ಅಪೂರ್ವಾಪ್ರತಿಪಾದಕಾ ಮಹೋನ್ನತವಿಚಾರಲಿತಶೈಲ್ಯತ್ಪಿತ್ಸುಬೋಧಾನುಕೂಲತೆಯ ಮಹತಾ ಪರಿಶ್ರಮೇಣ ಸ್ವಗ್ರಂಥು ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ವಿಮೃಷ್ಟಾ ಜಿಜ್ಞಾಸೂ ಅಧ್ಯಾತ್ಮಜಿಜ್ಞಾಸ ಅವಶ್ಯಂ ಅಮಿಷಾ ಸ್ವಾಮಿ ಗ್ರಂಥಾಂ ಪಠನ ನಿವಾರ್ಯತೆ ನಾಸ್ತಿ ಸಂಶೀತಿ ಧನ್ಯವಾದ ಪ್ರಶ್ನಾಸ್ತಿ ಕೃಪಾ ಪೃಚ್ಛಂತ ಪ್ರಶ್ನಕಾಲ ಮಶ್ನ ಅಸ್ತಿ ಮೂಲವಿದ್ಯಾಸೂಲವಿದ್ಯಾ ಪ್ರತೀತಿಸಿದ್ಧಾವರ್ತೆ ನ ಜಾನಾಮಿ ನ ಜಾನಾಮಿ ಇತ್ಯಾದಿ ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷ ಪ್ರತೀತಿಸಿದ್ಧ ಪ್ರಮಾಣಸಿದ್ಧ ವರ್ತದೆ ಪ್ರಮಾಣಸಿದ್ಧಸ್ಯ ಪದಾರ್ಥಸ್ಯ ನಿರಾಸಃ ಕಥಂ ಕ್ರಿಯತೆ ಯದ್ಯಪಿ ಭ್ರಮಾಧಿಕಂ ಭವತು ತತ್ಸ್ಥಾನೆ ಕಿಂತು ಯತ್ ಪ್ರಮಾಣಸಿದ್ಧಂ ತನ್ನಾಸ್ತಿ ಕಥಂ ವಕ್ ಕಾ ಯುಕ್ತಿ ತತ್ರ ಇದನ್ನ ಜಾನಾಮಿ ನ ಜಾನಾಮಿ ಇತ್ಯಾದಿ ಪ್ರತೀತೀನಾಂ ವಿಷಯ ಕಃ ಪ್ರತೀತೆಯಸ್ತು ಸರ್ವೇಷಾಂತಿ ಐ ಡೋಂಟ್ ನೋ ಪ್ರತೀತಿ ಹ್ಯಾಪೆನ್ಸ್ ವಿತ್ ಎವ್ರಿ ಒನ್ ಸೊ ವಾಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಆಬ್
तत्र ते वदी वस्तुतः यद मूलाद्यादा या मूलाद्या अस्त अविद्यारूपेण क्वचि भिन्ना अस्त मूलाद्यादाचार्यवी तस्याह मूलाद्याया सत्ता स्वीकृता वर्तते प्रमाण सिद्धत्वा अस्तु धन्यवाद सत्ताद्य निराकार कुतः क्रीयते किं प्रयोजन तत्र पारमार्थिक पारमाकसत्ता ब्रह्मसत्यव जगन्मिथ्यात्व्य यदि तस्य तमायोजन तमेतमद्याख्यम आत्मात्मनो इतरेतराध्यास पुरस्कृत अध्यासभाषी अस्त भगवत्द लिखित त्र मत्तूर्स्वामी ये कथम लिखती तमनाधिकरणेश अध्यास एव आद्या अध्यास अतिरिक्ता कांगीक्रीये अस्मास्तु कथम योज्यते विवरणकार अध्यास कारणवाचक शब्द कार्य भी प्रयुज्य है खलु अतः त्र कम अद्यादिशब्द अध्यास प्रयुक्त है वह योजयाम ते तो किं लिखती सामनाधिकरण निर्देश अस्थ्यास एवद्या व्याख्यान एवं सत्ताये भाष्यकार कुछ नोक्तंगीक्रियम पक्षा परुन कुछ पंचपादिकाकार से मतमी साक्षात खंडित खंडितमस्त्र खंडित सत्तावाद विषय उक्त शास्त्रदृष्टि व्यावहारिकेदस्तुंगीक्रियदृष्टियादेश सूत्र भाष्य लोकदृष्टिमूद्य पारमाथिक दृष्टि शास्त्रेण सर्वत्र विधीये न तो सत्ता विधीये सत्ता सर्वत्रापि एक विधा सा च सत्ता ब्रह्म प्रतीति विषयक यमी उच्यते प्रतीति बलन गेद जगदस्तीव भाति प्रतीतस्तु जगदस्तीव तस्मा प्रतीति बलन मूलाद्या साधनीय द्वैतमेव अस्त प्रतीति विषय साधारण विचार विना विचार विना सर्वे सर्वाण्यपि प्रमाणानी द्वैतमेव प्रतिपादयन्ती नाद्वैत आचार्योपदेशन शास्त्रोपदेशन चाम दृष्टि अपनीय अद्वैतृष्टि शास्त्रेण दीये तस्मा अहम न जानन मूलाद्या अस्त प्रतीत तस्मा मूलाद्या अस्तु स्वामी मत न 
सर्वेशपन्ना प्रतीति द्वैत प्रतिपादे स्वामी नम मीति वर्तवते न जानी उच्य जगदस्ती मम कवल जिज्ञास्यमस्त प्रतीते विषय कह प्रत्युच्यंग्ली See, yeah, see yeah, this is a this is a very interesting controversy in Advaita Vedanta in fact this proves that Advaita Vedanta philosophy is still alive Sachidanandendra Saraswati came and proved that Vedanta is still living what i want to say is Advaita Vedantins tend to create a kind of uh, logical controversy and put you into the uh, snare of nayayika and what is the vishaya of this pratiti suddenly if you fall victim to this you fell into the snare of the nayayika now vishaya abhava bhava and the and the linguistic uh, problems of usual Indian logic you, swami ji this is not created by advaita vedanti this, this is, is created by the post shankara advaita vedanti this is the reality sir uh, now, now swami you ji, have to swami ji here is the absence of ghata this is the reality absence is absence. not created by advaita vedanti Ab- absence Sorry is interrupt you that's what i want to say and Ab- nature abs- nature as nature of absence is not defined by advaita vedanti if it is loka siddha no if absence is what you take why do you say that presence of absence is absence a thing that you perceive yes that we don't perceive that joshi ji swami ji is also not saying that advaitins created absence he is only saying that advaitins borrow concepts like absence comes concepts like uh, ignorance the from the other fields like nyaya abhavasya bhavam vadanti tetra asmagam some of these are borrowed from mimamsa no because of this controversy vedanta has come to a place where we are mayavadins we are talking about a maya a, a great tattva we are talking about brahman brother no no why why should an advaita vedantin get caught in the controversy that whether maya is there or not why should an advaita vedantin feel that i am contradicted when we say that maya is not there he should be happy if we perceive something we should accept this, its existence okay See, this so, is this is uh, highly surprising we we have uh, uh, this is very interesting uh, for the first time in the whole conference it is it has come live the cons- the conference has really really become live for all the last two days we have been waiting for this to happen it has happened at last finally you have all come alive the credit goes to sachidanand the saraswati sir and uh, i am going to use him in my next book uh, called modern creativity of sanskrit which is a rejoinder to sheldon pollock's death of sanskrit uh, he says that after 1850 nothing has come anew in sanskrit and swami ji uh, was saying this advaita uh, advaita vedanta tradition is living that has been proved by swami sachidanandendra saraswati N- nothing new has been said later to 1850 uh, 
through Sanskrit is the claim by Sheldon Pollock. And uh, Swamiji has said this. To bring out the works of Kavyakanta Ganapati Muni, Uma Sahasram, all those Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Not only Kavyakanta Ganapati Muni, whether you agree with him or not, Aryasamaj founder Swami Dayananda Saraswati wrote everything in Sanskrit only. There is so much of activity that has happened after 1850 through Sanskrit that was ignored. But presently our topic is Sachidanandendra Saraswati, so we are focusing on him. Uh, that is his contribution and how much invigorating his proposals are is being proved by the participation of all the scholars in the conference. Thank you very much, sir, for bringing this up for the talk. Asmin, Asmin, Vidwat Sagare, Nimajjan Artham, Asmai Balaya, Avakasham, Prakalpitavadhyaya, Sarvebhyapi, Hrida, Dhanyavada, Samarpaita Mitcham. Dhanyavada. Dhanyavada. Uh, now I request uh, Dr. Arundhati Sundarji and Shri N.M. Sundarji to present their paper. Please come. Samastha Janakalyane Niratam Karunamayam Namamichinmayam Devam Sadgurum Brahma Vidvaram sitting on the banks of the Ganga Gangotri, inspired by the fast-flowing waters, Swami Chinmayananda had a flash of inspiration. Why confine Advaita Vedanta to a few in the pristine, remote ashrams in the Himalayas? Why not take the Gnana to the general populace into the midst of their day-to-day -day city life. His guru, Swami Tapovanam, called it his afternoon dream. He advised a first-hand assessment, a reality check of the situation in the, in the country. Thus, in May 1951, Swamiji set off on an all-India pilgrimage that took him all the way to Kanyakumari, wandering as a bhikshu, mainly on foot, through cities and towns and villages of India, conversing with the common man. The newly independent country's thought leaders, he observed, were the English educated in the big cities and towns with very tenuous connection to their cultural roots. In their ignorance, they had contempt for the Sanskrit language. And the temples and mathas were inadequate and ill-equipped to serve and guide the society. The Gangotri plan began to take shape. The unfolding of the plan makes a fascinating story. It is briefly recounted in our paper, and I'll recommend He Did It, a Chinmay publication and Chinmay archives website for those interested in greater detail. It's very well published. It reveals Swamiji not only as a visionary, but a meticulous executive in exhaustible in his work capacity. 
creative in his solutions, a leader who led by example. He epitomized the fearlessness and daring of a total vairagi. In the lead up to his first ever public talk in, in a public setting, Swamiji's topic was, let us be Hindus. In a Hindu temple, in to address to a Hindu audience. That is his daring, that was his vision, because he saw the cultural roots being undermined. The single most influential program of Swamiji in Advaita teaching was a Gnana Yagnaya, on which we concentrate on the present, in this presentation. At the conclusion of the Bhagavad Gita, Shri Krishna says, the study of this samvada is considered by him as worship by Gnana Yagnya. Adhyeshate ya imam dharmyam samvada. In chapter 4, Shri Krishna says, has already stated that he considers Gnana Yagna as superior to Dravya Yagna. Swami Chidmananda extended the meaning to include the Upanishad Samvada as a Gnana Yagna. Thus started his very first Upanishad Gnana Yagna. Swamiji called his Gnana Yagna as Open Air University. This interpretation of the term allowed for certain bold changes in the pedagogy. For one, he could teach hundreds and thousands at a time. Unlike in the ancient time, the publicity and intention and invitation here was by the guru and the organizers. In the ancient times, the shishya would go looking for the guru, the guru would. Here, it was inverted. The adhikari here was self-selected by their curiosity which over the course of the yajna, by his very teaching, turned into an abiding interest in a sizable majority of his shrotas. The elements of Swamiji's pedagogy was blending the innovation while staying rooted in the tradition. And even in his most radical steps, that tradition will be reflected. The Gnana Yagnya was to be held in large cities and towns in the English language as it was the common bond between the culture, between the educated class in the cities. While he spoke in English, he was aware of the limitations and mistranslations Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I have the this text. I want the Gnana Yagna one. Just give me a second. Yeah. Okay. 
So he, he talks specifically about, in the paper I write, he talks specifically about the mistranslations of Gnana Yagna word itself. And later on, we will see where there are certain other words that he talked about. Um, the evening talks of his would be open to the public, irrespective of gender, age, varna, jati, that is caste, religious, educational, or economic background. I bring the... So this is contrasting the one-on-one -on -one teaching in the ancient way with the open-air university, as he called his Gnana Yagnya. We'll go to the video. Yeah. Whoever he be, he may be a Hindu or a Christian or a Muslim. He may be a white man or a red man or a, what is that? What is that, a black man or a yellow man or a brown man. He may be educated or uneducated, maybe man or woman, young or middle-aged or old. Whoever he be. Yeah, common pronoun. Universal pronoun. Embracing everybody. Whoever has got a head on the shoulders, that must be there. It is not meant for the Hindus. It is meant for mankind. So any member of the human variety or human type, yeah, sarvatra, at all times. So just this short clip shows how a single syllable word in Sanskrit carries the entire universal outlook of of the Advaita teaching. So, uh, um, so Swamiji himself says that the term Gnana Yagna cannot easily come within the accommodation of the English phraseology. The matrix of the language breaks when such significant ideas are to be expressed in an equally crisp style as that of the Sanskrit language. It is generally translated by hasty compilers and cheap pundits as sacrifice of knowledge. This misunderstanding has resulted in such misuse and that its misuse is immense. He goes on uh, to translate it as wisdom sacrifice, acknowledging the limitation and therefore mostly uses the original Sanskrit. The, uh, the Gnani Yagnya, the knowledge exchange would be free for all. I go on with the pedagogy. It would be free for all with Guru Dakshina being accepted at the end of the Gnana Yagna, and that is in keeping with the ancient tradition. Each Shastra text was studied with seriousness, mantra by mantra, verse by verse, word by word, with a textbook in hand. Swamiji saw his own role not as a guru, but as a fellow explorer, expounding the text in the spirit of loud reflection. That is where the university aspect uh, takes precedence. Most work done by, was done by volunteers. Swamiji recruited dedicated people, dedicated people on an ongoing basis, something that he began even before the very first Gnana Yagna, 
whether it was a single volunteer or a team of volunteers, Swamiji guided them in the early years especially through extensive letter communication and personal meetings. An increasing number of youngsters came for the talks and they started to shoulder many of the organizational tasks. We started that way too. Swamiji emphasized the yagna spirit or the cooperative endeavor towards a higher goal as a means to success and the satisfaction of achievement. At the Yagnashala, despite the numbers, there was extraordinary discipline. The punctuality, the orderliness, cleanliness, the silence, the stillness, and the attentiveness of thousands allowed for a sattvic mood. That sattvic mood could, uh, even in the Shravana itself, could bring about a sea change in the ideas, transform the individual. The Yagnashala was a place of sanctity. Swamiji once explained, the Yagnashala is my puja room and the audience is my Ishwara, whom I worship for this one and a half hours. The prasad of the yagna was in the form of a pustika, because it was a gnana yagna. And these were prepared by volunteers, taking down the lecture notes in shorthand of that time, we are talking about 50s and 60s, Overnight transcribing and editing with an overview by Samaji. A few days, in a few days, the notes would be compiled into a pustika for free distribution, and even then, an extensive uh, mailing list was created. Uh, the uh, pustika would go out, mail out to 12,000 people by 50, 1955. The donations and Guru Dakshina would be the source of funding for all activities. As one can see, the elements of Karma Yoga, Bhakti, Sadhana for Chitta Shuddhi, Shravana, Manana were integrated into the Gnana Yagna scheme. Swamiji was an extraordinary communicator using analogies, stories, humor, animation to great effect. That is the way he communicated. Sometimes he said that a poison pill would be hidden in the laughter of his humor. While people were laughing, the truth that otherwise would be very difficult to take would be slipped in. The BMI chart of Swamiji needs a special oh. mention. Devised by Swamiji in 1963 or 66 to explain to the overseas audience the Advaita concepts, it became his trademark. Swamiji could map almost all Vedantic concepts using the chart. The strategy was to start with the realm of the individual's undeniable experience and introduce the unknown OM. So the realm of the BMI, PFT, OET, 
So uh, uh, I know Swami Advanandji referred to it because it becomes the uh, uh, vocabulary among the Chinmay Mission people so natural. The BMI stands for the body, mind, and intellect. The OET stands for the world, the objects, emotions, and thoughts. It is the, uh, through the instrument of the body, the perceiver perceives the world of object. If you go vertically, through the instrument of the mind, the feeler feels the world of emotions. Through the instrument of intellect, the thinker thinks the world of thoughts. So the PFT, the perceiver, feeler, thinker, becomes the jiva, the individual, the karta, bhukta. And this world of BMI, OET, PFT is our experience. That need not be um, controversy. In that, Swamiji would introduce the Vedantic terminology. He would introduce the M and I as the Antakarana and go on to introduce um, the, um, the reflecting medium, the body as being Jada, the M and I. And then when he jumped to the Om, why is it that if Atma is Om, as the Shruti say, why do we not see? And he'd come to the V. Because of the V, the cloud, the wailing, and the vasana, the maya, and other. So he'd explained both the vyashti and samashti through the BMI chart. Uh, and uh, that kind of a mapping allowed for a very quick um, understanding of what Vedanta is. He found that very ex extremely uh, effective. Swamiji himself wrote, once you have grasped the chart, the BMI, PFT, OET, you have an entrance ticket into the halls of wisdom of the Bhagavad Gita, the temple of understanding. Once this chart is in your, is in your mind, everything, every line that has been said in the Bhagavad Gita can be pinned onto this knowledge and everything becomes clear. Though equally effective, Swamiji uh, uses a chart in Mandukya Upanishad and Dakshinamurti Sotra as well. Uh, so he continued to use the chart for the, uh, for the Upanishads also. The visual aid enters a common parlance and you would have heard Swami Advanandji even without the chart, the vocabulary coming in. Uh, Swamiji in, in the 42 years of his teaching Advaita, he went on to conduct 525 plus Gnana Yagnas, addressing, addressing directly only in the Gnana Yagnas at least a couple of million people in almost every state in India, 30 plus countries around the world. I'm here not even referring to the uh, addresses, the innumerable addresses uh, that he gave in universities and colleges and schools to parents, to all the others uh, along the way, the business houses, the army, any number of times he used to be over and over called uh, by the army uh, at the time. The other programs in Advaita teaching, like the publications, the study groups, the study group here is happening in the unlikeliest of places. So, do you want to address that? 
हरिओम द स्टडी ग्रुप वॉज दी अ टूल टू स्वाध्याय दट गुरुदेव रेकमेंडेड दट ऑल हाउस होल्डर्स और मेम्बर्स ऑफ इज ऑडियंस इन दीता ज्ञानिक ने स्टेक अप एंड दॉन्सेप्ट स्प्रेड सो मच दट डॉक्टर क्षमा इन आर रूरल डेवलपमेंट प्रोजेक्ट इन सिदबारी वुड हैव द वुमेन गेट टूगेदर टू द स्टडी एट द बॉटम इज एक्चुअली दी हिंदी वर्जन ऑफ द मैनल ऑफ सेल्फ अल्फॉर्मेंट विच इज द फर्स्ट बुक इन द स्कीम ऑफ स्टडी and on the right hand side the guy in the tie is is uh, mr vijay kumar a civilian in the uh, employed by the department of defense in the united states who went to kabul and conducted a he was he volunteered to serve in kabul during the war in afghanistan and he volunteered to conduct a study group as a hindu chaplain for people so those are the members of his bhagavad gita study group uh, in kabul so in some ways the the tool itself was very portable and because of the connection back to the audios and videos and the text it made the the whole movement move into different places the so the other programs okay uh, the study group members were sustained by gurudev in a very unique manner uh, he i don't know if you can read over here Uh, swami ji uh, uh, so uh, swami ji was a great letter writer in his lifetime it is said that he would have averaged earlier it was thought that he would have averaged 32 to 35 letters a day of his lifetime if you take the total number, number of letters and divided by the by his uh, 1951 to 1993 it would average 30 35 letters a, a day Uh, recently in in uh, swami swamini kaivalyananda in our chinma archives has said that the letter correspondence would most likely reach 80 a day so uh, so besides all this you can imagine the number now here particularly is addressing the study group member what is he saying uh, so the question from the study group member was in which part of the body does the spirit or soul reside has it any size etc the kathopanishad states that the soul is the size of the thumb and resides in the heart the student of the study group must clearly understand this is the answer of swami chinmayananda that they should not use the word soul but must always use the word atman or the self with a capital s the soul of christianity is not the atman of the precise science of vedanta to the christians there is a good soul and a bad soul they seem to confuse soul with soul asoli soul therefore only means only jiva the pft perceiver feeler thinker atman the self is om the reality so with i'm not going to read the rest of the letter but just the care that he gives to the study group members to align them with the vedanta vision and he anticipates uh, the sanskrit intranslatable this is written in the early 80s the letter so uh, so i go on the program of uh, the same besides publication study group sadhana camps uh, home lesson study uh, home study lesson course sandipani sadhnalayas all of these and uh, all of these flowed from his signature 
of the Gnani Yagna, signature activity of the Gnani Yagna. They all were, and all of these in their own right were extremely innovative. We would not have the time to go, but please do read the paper. Some of them have been mentioned as briefly as possible. Together they formed a cohesive program that brought a sea level change in the Advaita study, not of the academic kind, but as a sadhaka. What made Swamiji effective? So, uh, just go back to that. So, uh, uh, this is a sadhana camp. Here, there is, uh, this is an informal uh, question and answer session at the sadhana camp. And everybody you see is wearing orange, not just Swami Chinmayananda. Do you see that? Because every sadhaka who came for the camp was given a temporary and returnable sannyasa. That was an idea that he borrowed from. Uh, that was an idea he borrowed from uh, Buddha, Buddhism. Uh, Swamiji was an extraordinary communicator. He spoke logically in a fresh idiom, without prior expectation of faith. It was the experience of Sattvic Sukha. What would help hold so many people? If you were to ask the question, what would? Uh, my first attendance was in a group in, a, in 1979 where on the Chopati sands, 12 to 15,000 people would have been present. What would hold such people to be still, silent, attentive? It was the experience of Sattvic Sukha during these satsangs that his elevated level, he himself dwelt in a Ekatma Bhava. Uh, the satsang, the Gnana Yagnas, gave immediate benefit. Within the period of the week, I knew that I could not be what I was before because there was such a transformation. Today, with approximately 300 swamins and brahmacharins and a rough count of a few thousand study groups, it is safe to say that Advaita is being studied in the Chinmaya Mission through the Bhagavad Gita, the Upanishad, in every time zone of every single day. I end here. So this is the light that you, that you light in yourself of knowledge, taking it as a small lamp, signifying, this is a map of India. Can you see that? So on the map of India, this person is from Delhi. By the way, she is the photographer of a lot of photographs of Gurudev over the years. She is lighting the lamp from the, uh, from the shrine and putting it near Delhi. That she will, the knowledge she has gained, she will take it back to Delhi when she goes back. So similarly, this would be a, a valedictory function after a spiritual camp. So, we end here. Uh, grateful acknowledgements to many. Uh, I would like to say uh, that uh, uh, it was, it was a pleasure, the vivada that we had among us. It was good that no Swami the room was around when we were doing this all night. Uh, and 
so I have to thank Sundar, uh, and Sundar has to thank me for our fights that allowed the paper to be what it was and the presentation to be what it was. Ario, just one comment and one, one of the beautiful contributions beside the BMI chart that I think is the Chinmaya Mission Pledge itself. It's a yes. universal pledge and that applies to following that itself is an evolution of a human being. Absolutely. We, we, we intend to, at the valedictory function, we can do the pledge led by this thing. Uh, what was attractive with respect to Swamiji in our younger days was some of the, was what I may call as special pedagogical aids that he used to employ, like some of the dramatic technique. Yes. No, the, 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 the dramatic element in his uh, way of presentation and his body language, they were really so enchanting for many of us. And not only the chart, he used to, no, he used... The pointer. Raw, raw, raw. The pointer. <laughs> yeah. The chart and the pointer. He used to wield it, swish it, and, uh, <laughs> you know, swirl it like a sword. And many of us were very attracted by I, that. I'm process. so happy to be in the presence of people who have heard him for decades and decades. Thank you. Yes, Swami. Thank you. How many, uh, how many has it produced so far in Sandipani and what's your output right now? How, what's your intake? So there is currently... Because you know there's a global so, demand for people, so right? So I'll answer the last question first. They, in fact, the, I think at a conservative estimate, they count about a thousand graduates at least just of the English batch in Sandipani, Mumbai. In fact, next, in two weeks' time, there is a reunion of all the people who are in different Sandipani batches. And so that happens. Right now there are three Sandipanis, four Sandipanis in active operation, which is the one in uh, Mumbai, in Siddhabari in Hindi, in uh, Coimbatore in Tamar, and right now the Brahmacharis in white who serve in the Anakshetra are doing the Malayalam uh, uh, Vedanta course. Swami Sharadhananji is their Acharya. So that is the thing. There have been courses and even now there will periodically be courses in Kannada, in Telugu and uh, Marathi. So seven. U.S. PRC was uh, a Sandipani at one time where Swami Dhananji taught I think two batches, one batch, one batch at that uh, in, in this thing. Since then, the actually I should not forget, in Trinidad and South Africa, there are two Sandipani Sadhanale. South Africa just finished a course. In Trinidad, there's a course going on. Finished two, but right now, yeah. So that is happening. In US, we have not gone back to the three year, two or three-year program yet. We've had a one-year program, but we've not gone back to the two or three-year Oh, in the... Uh, in the formation of the PRC group, we started with the looking for a center and ultimately we came up with that PRC center and that's where the first course started. Okay. And Swami Dayananda was uh, teaching that first course. After that, then it didn't start as a course anymore. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. So that's where we are. So, yeah, a thousand in English. I think the other numbers are not so accurate. So in Siddhbari, for instance, typically about 25 to 30 are taken. About 10, 
to 12, 10 to 15 finish. So that's the... No, he did not, but in, uh, when he wa whenever he was in Kerala, it was a liberal mix of English and Malayalam. <laughs> because he could joke in Malayalam. So. Any other questions? Thank you all. Hari Thank you. Thank you very much.